Hi everybody, welcome to our review of Steely Dan's Asia album. Asia? I didn't even look up how to Asia? say it. Asia? Because it's like Asia? My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend Bonnie. And this is the Rock and Beards podcast, the show where we talk about stuff that is not hip hop on this here channel, the channel where yep. we break down albums track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every single song on the album. The kinds of albums we discuss are usually not like Steely Dan's no. Asia. However, we are doing that today. Uh, before we get into it, it is self-promo time. I make music myself, so if you want to see what I can do to put my money where my mouth is, uh, it's on this channel. You can see the Our Music playlist and check the description of this video and see what's up down there. Um, also, if you do support like our quest for like deep dive album reviews and all this stuff just to learn and whatnot, you can check us out on Patreon and support us in a more very direct way. On that note, we are going to get into both why I have such a shocked face on the thumbnail and why we are talking about this album yeah. today. Uh, the reason we're talking about this album today is because Mr. Lindell Williams used his patron powers to go ahead and get us to review this album. There you go. There you go. Yep, so that's, that's simple. It. Yep. Why the look on my face? Well, since end November 2016 until today, that's over three and a half years, we've been on this journey. I know how bad our sub count is, you person watching us while we're still at 2200. Um but the truth is i've encountered lots of like fan groups and the rapper fans i'm okay with them they are right mm -hmm. uh most of the time they're not that mean pop fans as long as you're not like saying the obvious stuff pop fans don't get real offended most fan bases i find are quite manageable mm -hmm. Except for 70s rock fans they are the fucking worst people i have ever talked to on the internet <laughs> And so I know who you are, a person clicking on the long Steely Dan review. It's kind of you I'm talking about. And I don't mean any disrespect for most of y'all, but the absolute meanest stuff that has ever been said to me, the most condescending, elitist, you can't talk about my music stuff has been about like the super fans of groups like Steely Dan. So yep. I've never listened to Steely Dan before. I could not have told you the genre they were in prior to this review. I had that little idea. And I'm saying this to y'all Steely Dan fans with a newfound admiration for their talent. This stuff is not for me. <laughs> Holy crap, are they talented individuals though. Yeah. Yo, I wasn't expecting to like actually feel it. Cause I mean, as like a subjective level, it's kind of not my cup of tea, but before we do get into the reviews and I get all the things wrong and I trigger y'all Steely Dannys, the Dan fans, if you will, <laughs> um, I really just admire and respect their talent. I, I wanted to say that at the beginning. Now, to be fair, the classic rock fans of my other reviews, I didn't do this grandiose intro stuff. I got yelled at in the comments, so we'll call this an experience. I am kind of poking fun yeah. at how serious fans of 70s music take their music. They take it so yeah. serious, it's diehard, to the point where everything else is garbage. However, if Steely Dan fans want to talk about how their guys make some seriously tight music that is super hard to find new rock acts creating, they may have a point in this case. 
where I would normally not concede the point so easily because like there is thrash and there is they got grooves that are real groovy I okay I got my intro there bit out of the day plus I explained my familiarity of Steely Dan which is how we like to start these episodes what about you though do you um, know the Dan no like I've I've heard of them and I was like that sounds like something that plays on Shom which is like the classic the classic rock, rock. oldies mm, it, like I don't consider it like when I think of oldies I think of like 50s 60s like this is yeah, more um, like so just like, thought, can I can I, can I a lot more 90s there? now but the monster by Eminem is a throwback Eminem song it's seven years old. That's how fast music is. I'm yeah, sorry. So it's from the seventies like, is oldies. Yeah. It's old. But anyways, it, so that's what it is. Like I just think of something like, you know, classic rock okay. yeah, kind of feel. Y'all and, might be like more cla- more you guys are more of the expert. When does the oldies start? Like when is the nineties like, oldies? I think of the oldies I think I really think of the fifties and sixties. And Wouldn't then I think of like seventies, I think of like golden oldies? Isn't that the fifties and stuff? The golden part goes in that era of oldies i don't know because i think maybe like maybe then 40s or something 30s 40s so yeah y'all let us know how you feel know. the we'll oldies to, we breaks can also down. just google it i don't know this is not one of those easy to google this is going to be one of those googles and good seo people have written definitions based on opinions based on wikipedia so I actually don't think there's a real answer to the oldies question. Somebody will say the 90s is the oldies today. Yeah, like and somebody kids, will say absolutely not like a 32-year-old as myself. I uh, will not say the 90s is oldies because I'm not ready to accept it yet. <laughs> so like that's sincerely because uh, I imagine Steely Dan has a seriously varied fan base. So in this video, we might break our target demo normally and get a bunch of newcomers to the channel for mm-hmm. a minute. Let us know what you think the oldies is. Because I know I come off like a douche, but actually your comments are hugely inspiring towards how I'm going to... Like, after this, what y'all say may turn me into a bigger Steely Dan fan kind of thing. I'm super open. You can go check out other videos if you don't believe me. Yeah. Anyway, back to you. Sorry for cutting you off. That's all right. Um, I mean, I, it, I, yeah, I don't really know anything about them. And I asked, um, you know, a couple of older people uh, <laughs> uh, today, uh, you know, people who maybe, you know, lived through that... Uh, era and you know um and one didn't didn't really have anything to say didn't really know anything about them is that not your mother that was my mother um and then oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask my mom what she thinks of the dan over facebook while we're doing this review. okay and then um the other person that i asked um he really lo- likes them uh you know he thought that they were groovy and then he told me that um he thinks that they stopped touring at some point, which is interesting because, like, I kind of hit on that later on, like, in the review. Like, um, Do we want to talk about that now or do we want to talk about it later well, on? we can talk about it later. Okay. Um, but, yeah, anyways, and so, like, and he was like, oh, yeah, they've got really beautiful, you know, rhythms and, like, uh, melodies and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that, you know, people who, you know, that, you know, the music was made for and, like, at that, you know, their generation – um, so I guess it really did like hit. So it's interesting to see that. So yeah, cause this came out, uh, September 23rd, 1977. 
Yeah, I did Google the touring thing because she brought it up. I wouldn't have known about it. It had a surprising answer, which we'll get to later on when it's relevant. Mm -hmm. This album cover is boring. There's like a woman with some red and white crap. I don't know. I, I, there might be symbolism here. Y'all who stared at it for 40 years may be going, <laughs> here's some deep, profound thought on it. It elicits no desire to Google further out of me. So I did not. Well, I mean, so it's, it is a pretty boring cover in the sense that it's, um, like it's very shadowed out. Like it's all black basically. And then like bits of like an, like a silhouette of what I'm assuming is a, an Asian woman on the front with like a slightly orangey, you know, white kind of part to it as well. Um, and it makes sense that there's this Asian woman and the album is called Asia. Um, it's, it's, it's spelled A-J-A, but it's Asia. Um, so it's interesting. And then like he kind of touches on uh, Asia, I guess, a bit um, throughout the, or on some of the songs. So that's it. You want to get into Black Cow? Well, Asia is a boring title. Just wanted to throw it out there. The title of this album elicits nothing out of me so now we can talk about black cow i don't have the language skill set to describe the nuanced groovy playing of the dan team i just don't <laughs> i just don't know how to use language properly i recognize that their bassist glues that shit together real nice the way it hits the funk, it just it's it's nice. Everything is super tight. Like there is a level of synchronization and and just groove that is achieved by these dudes that very few acts I think can truly like encapsulate you in it. Where like a way to look at it is if you're bone sober and you throw on some headphones, this shit can kind of make you high. I don't know if the Dan did drugs, but that groove that they give sounds to me like they smoked a fuck ton of reefers. Well, they talk about getting high, so... And groove the shit up. I forgot to Google if they did, but either way, it just sounds like they consumed a fat amount of reefer and found the superest groove that can come from a marijuana joy fest. So I was just kind of like damn this sounds like excellent stoner music like for real i don't right. see how sober fucking people can be listening to the dan and really just tapping into that energy because it's right up there with that funkiness that like it's too, like, i just picture all of my stoner white friends that love reggae also <laughs> loving the dan okay i just think that all the ones that are like loving right. bob marley are also loving the dan which brings me to bpm this shit's slow it's groovy, yeah, yeah, but it's slow. I tried dancing to the Dan. I get it. You get your girl, do a little dancerou over at the little place where you would dance to the Dan. Not Disco while they were they weren't performing it, but there were plenty of people covering their shit. Um, anyway, I just don't know that neither of us can effectively describe True. the musicality of it. But I just want to say that i recognize what it is about the dan's tightness and cohesiveness as a unit through their transitions multiple time signatures that get deployed throughout the album the way the instruments seem together it's like tool level solid 
I don't know another band that I think is in that level of complicated level of composition that like I felt that level of groove. Maybe some of the early Oasis stuff people like when they groove the fuck out. Okay. So I don't know. These are just stuff that I felt hit grooves that were. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just that's how I do. I pull from shit. I can kind of like whatever. Just I'm explaining to the Dan's. Okay. Yeah, I the get Dan, it. I get it. The Dan fans out there. Um, Watch the Dan be like some bad term, and every time I'm <laughs> saying it, they're all cringing and shit. I saw it on Genius, okay? I saw a Dan fan calling them the Dan. Anyway, Connie, how do you feel about this track? Well, um, so this is about, like, I think it's like a, a friend, a lover, perhaps, um, and who is high and uses sex as like a cure all to block out like maybe you know bad thoughts or issues or whatever and i believe she's a prostitute and he tells her to take um her big black cow and get out of here and um a black cow i believe is a type of drink and i found like two like versions of it like a, a non-alcoholic and an alcoholic version i think it's the one with the fucking kalua but like both of them are like you know like, i've had like the one kalua with the, and i've had and the like, one with kalua like and then the other one's like a chocolate milk thing but like they're both like quite like i've barely ever had the weird alcoholic drinks in life i've had this one. Oh yeah is it a popular drink i had it in plattsburgh when in new york uh when i was like i like feel like it's like a childish kind of like drink i don't know it was I, it was girls who picked the drink and mm. i was trying to sleep with said girl because she was the i'm one sure I was it's dating, delicious and it was quite delightful and but here's the thing not good pre-coitus it's very heavy mm. very bad it's like drinking a fat milkshake right before you're gonna shack up and bang in okay. my opinion it'd be a bad drink for it's a, a terrible drink for the context of the song right in my opinion if it's the same one i had that did have and you can okay. you can see a picture of it here on genius with ice cream but i did have mm. one it's like a delicious e kalua fucking treat it's, oh i feel like i want to order like one whenever bars open again anyway um so yeah anyways the song is like very like funky and jazzy and whatever and it sounds like he was like just heartbroken by a hoe um basically like that's what it is um i mean it's good it's not my type of music um i like you know it's definitely not like anything that i would go for um but it's a well-constructed piece of music uh again and i agree with you like uh, there are terms and things that have been probably described by you know a million people maybe not a million i don't know by people um already that know far more like you said musicality knowledge and things like that uh than we do so I mean, we can like, only say like so much you know i mean i think the lyrics though i'm good at talking about lyrics yo hip-hop that's yeah, all metaphors good. and poetry good. for a minute i love the ambiguity of the dan in the sense that there's a lot left to the way they write it leaves most of your imagination to fill in the specific blanks which kind of gives them a bit of a culpability the song could be about anything but mm -hmm. it's really nicely done like in the corner of my eye i saw you in rudy's you were high you were high whoever the fucking backup people are i thought that was amazing <laughs> but it's so condescending but 
And I realized that the Dan are probably just in every track taking on characters and just offering a degree of maybe social commentary, right? I mean, okay. what else are you doing with your music? I mean, in the past, I may have taken things on way too literally, but the more I look at music as a vessel of communication, perhaps this is a commentary on the overbearing jealousy of insecure guys quasi-dating women. Okay. Because perhaps it's like I didn't take it like a prostitute. I actually really love the fact that you said that because I so unlike in a lot of maybe more direct tracks, I think that both like there's room for it to be more than one type of lady and one type of relationship. Anyway, uh, so I look at that like it's some guy who's dating a chick or seeing her or whatever. And she's out on about a town and she's acting in a way that he finds not to be what he's hoping for. And you know what? What I like is that you don't know how committed they are. You don't really okay. know anything about their level you of connection. You only know that he sees her in a place where he feels perhaps that like her behavior is not very becoming because I guess you're not allowed to get fucked up in the 70s as a lady by herself or or. He just doesn't think it's appropriate that you are going out there and getting fucked up, you know? We saw your face on the counter by your keys was a book of numbers and your remedies. So I look at that like mm. you could be Little like smashing. Book. It could be like whoever wrote the genius annotation made it sound like it was getting drugs. I'm like, come on. It sounds like a little, you know, like a sex book. Like, yeah. you know. Like you're going to fuck your way through the pain. Like it kind of reminds me of like when you first start dating somebody who's a bit of a hoe and you think you can save them. And that's kind of what, what it kind of reminds me of. So, it's like that pretty woman complex. Yeah, like, and then it reminds me of that J. Cole song. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. But he is trying to save her. So instead, he is going down the tip. My, my subjective take on this is he is going down the typical insecure male's path mm-hmm. of slut shaminess. Well, fine then. Go drink a big black cow and... That's yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, and one of these surely will screen out the sorrow, but where are you tomorrow? So, yeah, you can go get that dick, but then real life is waiting here. Or you can go snort that whatever, and real life is, I don't know, I heard. I've never really snorted that, so I'm not really a pro. Um, <laughs> so you'll see that tomorrow. Anyway, it just kind of feels like like an insecure, nice guy. I believe the term got updated to a certain I word that ends in cell that I probably shouldn't say so directly on this uh, track uh, review. Sorry. Anyway, so it just kind of sounds like that. And I do believe that men kind of thought that was normal, appropriate behavior for like fucking ever. So whether it's the Dan or the Dan commenting on it, I don't really care. I think it's a cool observation. And then that chorus is just such a fucking wanker. Like it just makes me like, you're such a loser. I can't cry anymore while you run around. Don't. Go find the next chick. Clearly, you ain't good enough. Clearly, what you was packing is not interesting. So, again, I think it's so... To that lady. Who cares? It's not interesting. (laughs) Why? Because he's sitting there wanking around. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, I don't know if, like, the Dan's intention was, in fact, to, on the other hand, flip it entirely and be like... Your behavior is inappropriate, and as long as you continue living in these destructive habits, I can't be around you. I can't watch mm-hmm. yourself kill yourself no more. All of that is valid, too, on the same set of lyrics. And I'm like, that's good. That's some obscure level good, right? That's three whole separate possible meanings on the same set of words and shit. So I was really impressed with the poetry and all of that. Like, honestly, 
I know there's only seven songs, so I figured I'd go in front of reels on this and give you my full efforts here. Anyway, down to Green Street, there you go, looking so outrageous, and they tell you so. You should know how all the pros play the game. Again, whether it's the gold digger, the hoe, the lady that's just trying to fuck around yeah. for whatever, there's a thousand characters that it could be. It could even be the woman cheating on her husband, adulteress, playing that game, all of this shit, right? Like a gangster on the run, you change your name. It could be a pimp, it could be a mistress, it could be, and uh, you can just keep filling in the mm. roles. And the generalized way they wrote this shit is so cool to me. Okay. Um, on the run, you will stagger homework to your precious one. I'm the one who must make everything right, talk it out till daylight. So then you have you coming back to him. So whatever, maybe it is a crush and he's just the friend in the friend zone. Or maybe he's the husband taking care of the kids. Or maybe, and again, it's just all these things it could be. And I'm like, listen, as much as I want to made fun of everything about steely dan based on 32 years of being a shithead this is some great fucking poetry and then when you do feel the emotion and the the music part that's real cool like it really is it's a great instrumental part for like a minute or so i don't know i i don't know how to describe it it evolved it grooved it really fit the track um, fascinatingly, MF Doom does in fact sample this shit, bringing it back to hip hop a little bit. So that's real cool. On the track, Gaz Drolls. So if y'all want to check that out and see what MF Doom do with it, he's kind of genius. Anyway, um, I was super impressed. I don't a thousand percent think this is the best track on the album, nor do I think it's like something I would really go back to, but... I do think it is so well composed. I give it a 4.35. Like, I really... Yeah, so did I. I. I thought it was a good song. Like, it's a really... Like, I, 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 I believe that if I'd heard a lot of bad jazz of this genre, I would give this a higher grade. Or if I heard its peers, I would grade it differently. But, like, just keep in mind, I have no fucking way to gauge this against shit to give my grades mean fucking nothing on this review it's more what i liked against the history of music without real ability to scrutinize the genre mm -hmm. saying this again for y'all watching it and letting you know i know this is some maybe it's your favorite band and i don't want to be that dude that's like talking shit on your favorite band it's just the dan isn't for me but i will go see the damn life um anyway uh let's talk about the eight minute long song Asia. Yeah. My mom, loving Facebook as she does, has in fact answered and says, I think so. If I can remember his songs, why? Because I'm sure if to her this came out of nowhere. Ricky, Don't Lose His Number was a good song. Do y'all agree with my mother? Is Ricky, Don't Lose His Number, which is not on this album, so that's I, I can't tell you shit about. Uh, <laughs> do y'all agree? Anyway. Eight minutes, y'all. Yep. Eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Lots of musical breaks. Worth noting, just because Genius wrote it here, they had a lot of little snippets of tracks that they had been working on and sewed them together. And you can really hear it in like just the, the flow of it. Like there's a steel drumsy part, or there's like saxophone parts. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of different instruments that flow in and out. Like they were clearly fucking on a whole bunch of different grooves. I made an orgy. This song is an orgy of, of song clips. It's just everybody's going at it. All sorts of liquids are spraying on each other's faces and stuff. That is what's happening uh -huh. in sure. this tune. Okay. How do you feel about it? I have no idea what they're talking about on this song. Um, <laughs> like, 
There's still the music, the orgy that's happening. Like, okay, you know, up on the hill, people never stare. They just don't care. Okay. Chinese music under banyan trees here at the dude ranch above the sea. Aja, when all you dime so, dancing is through, I run to you. So, um, Chinese music is apparently bop, jazz, based on critics, according to this person on Genius. Under So it's basically saying the, his type of music that is being hated on by the snooty fans of the era under banyan trees creating a vibe of just chilling and playing music. This is like a hippie anthem, right? Like, think about it. Up on a hill, people never stare. They don't yeah. care because they go around their lives where everyone's probably judging them. I understand that this style of jazz might not have been like... Like, when you got, like, the insanity of the cocaine, and literally, cocaine-fueled hijinks of earlier jazz projects and people going fucking nuts and shit, right? And then you got this, like, it's just, like, so fucking calm and slow and peaceful and it's easy fucking listening, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it is. But, the, but like, for I mean, me, like, if you just take this, like, at face value, you're like, What? And then, like, you know, like the chorus, like, uh, later on, like, double helix in the sky tonight. What? Like, throw out the hardware. Let's do it right. Disconnect from the world. Let's have a fucking crazy-ass party. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, it's to me, it's but, fucking like, clear. double helix in the sky tonight. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. A double helix in the sky was really, like, I don't know. I just picture getting fucked up on drugs and everything going nuts. I picture a whole environment. So, it definitely has to do with DNA. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it but, has I mean, to like, do with them with creation or like rewriting life, like recreate a new vibe or something. I, I mean, I guess. But like, I didn't really get it. Um, like, it's interesting and, and it's very like instrumental, like you said, there is a lot of it. Um, and like, it's good construction, but like, I'm not really sure like why you necessarily need a beat this long. I, but like, I guess it's also just to groove to and just like chill well, to and whatever imagine more the live performance of what this kind of music but is like, designed for it is to go take your lady like and that's you go it. dance like, like i think have... it would be cool to see live but then it's interesting that they stopped like performing like, you've live. Got, like well that has to do with their desire to as i interpreted it was more efficient for their careers to not tour and to keep banging out albums than it was to actually go tour now, imagine an era where record sales was a sustainable way to make money. Touring is no longer quite the same thing. In fact, I read, uh, what's the fuck, like David, like David Burns? For your fans. Maybe, but I read David Burns' book, uh, Talking Heads, I think he is. I don't know his music very well, but he was describing how he'd basically just lose money on his bigger tours. And... There's no way that you're going to do this Steely Dan experience and it's not like a stacked fucking live band, right? So many people, all of these people get a salary. Like I feel like they all would be these featured people, at like a summer music festival, like with all the other bands. Right, but we're talking about an era where it was probably more like you still had to put up your $500,000 or whatever it was to deal with this tour and you'd probably break even at the end of it. Whereas, and I'm, I'm throwing numbers around really vaguely. We obviously, I don't know. You guys probably know how profitable their tours are, but there's no way that their fucking live show is cheap. 
There's just no way. There's too much music-y shit happening here for it to not be like, mm -hmm. I, I, there's no way they wouldn't go fucking nuts and have a big old band and all these people to pay. Yeah. Versus you, t you don't do that. You've already got your fans, let's say, all your hits are coming out, and you just fucking bang out album after album after album after album. You never fucking go on tour. You just sit in your fucking studio, just bang that shit out mm -hmm. over and over again. Yeah. That just, honestly, if album sales is going to pay, it's a fascinating marketing choice. Uh, then they break up, and then they get back together and tour. Um, but from what I understand, after 74, they basically didn't tour a steely dad until they reunited way later on in life. Hmm. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, like that's that's pretty much it. Um, I like the oh, there was like a bit of like a drum solo. Um, I'm a sucker for drums, so um, I like that. Um, but overall, I don't know. It just sounded like music. Uh, I gave it a four point one on five. So I kind of feel like this was like a vibe piece to like almost be an anthem to creating that party, right? Where you could see how they would go up on the yeah. mountain, especially with the drums. Going. And then you have like this. Like, I mean, you get the sense that Steely Dad almost, like, I feel like the music is meant to mean something, or at least it's not, it's not completely empty. It stands for some shit. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is a protest against people who judge their shit and just owning it. Um, plus, according to Fagin, uh, the song was inspired by a Korean woman named Asia, the wife of a friend's brother, and the romantic sort of image evoked by her name. That's some high-ass shit. Like, they had to do drugs after hearing these kinds of explanations. If they didn't do drugs, truly creative minds, then. Uh, feels more like drugs to me. <laughs> uh, the track, he says, is about the tranquility that can come of a quiet relationship with a beautiful woman. Like, what? I don't know. I guess if you're up on a hill and the music's there and you're in that vibe with the chick, it could also ap apply. But I guess that's cool that he literally described what it was. I probably read that snippet and still landed at protest party music. Because that's what I felt with this shit. And again, back to the openness is pretty cool. I think it might be eight minutes. But uh, while I was listening to it, it didn't feel like a chore. It wasn't like one of those eight-minute tracks where, like, you really feel every every second going by. It gets kind of boring. Literally, every, like, 45 seconds, they flipped it up and done something completely interesting to keep your attention span. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, maintaining that core groove of the track that just, like, again, it's just really extremely well composed in the same way that Tool can impress me with long songs. So... I actually really like this. I don't know I'm going to comment on it. I think the hook is a real hook, like Chinese music. And we get stuck in my fucking head. I will never listen to this song again, <laughs> but I will have that stuck in my head for life. Thanks, Lindell. Uh, but I gave it a, a 4.5 on 5. It is a really alive, diverse, fun, and full experience that... <laughs> to me is is a, it's one of the better eight minute songs i've heard in my life it's just a shame it's not my cup of tea anyway because we'll have the deacon blues okay this is all just so like slow enough that like <laughs> it could be your dad daughter wedding song dance no. and everyone can do it. it i'm not talking about the vibe I'm just talking about the pace of it. Like, it's just so easy that any two people and virtually any amount of in shape can dance to this. It's just <laughs> so easy yeah, to listen true. to. That's true. Maybe it's easy listening. Or maybe that's insulting to people. If it is, it's more well, to me. I think me, it is. And I think it's, you, you know, why not? Just throw this on. 
I don't it's think got it's insulting. a groove to it. Um, this one has like a whole point to it. It's a whole story. And it's cool. It's like about a dude that decides at a later on point in time to effectively take on the challenge of like learning a new craft or skill set and just like achieving it. So in this current relevant, like this might be one of the most relevant to 2020 songs I've heard because never has the barrier of entry been so low that the truth is you person watching this if you just wanted especially the sax if you really wanted to play the sax start a youtube channel dog you could probably be more famous than behind that suit within a year if you were a sax player and you just saxing it up and you do some public journey you could patreon it up next thing you know you making a living being a sax guy you there learn you to you can, you can learn to that. work it and you'll play just what you feel and hell you're allowed to drink scotch whiskey whilst you monetize your video that's an acceptable drug yep. even though other drugs will get you demonetized because you know the middle class america is a hypocrite anyway and then you could die behind the wheel because you drank all night but maybe in the sense when you pass away it immortalizes you in fame and that's a cool idea right that it's just almost like you get so lost in it that even if like you, you go in a different direction you get so lost in it that your identity is just consumed to the music and you're just caught up into it. You no longer exist so much as what you're creating. Um, and then, you know, they got a name for the winners in the world. Okay. I want a name when I lose. All right. What is the name for the winners? I don't know. But they call Alabama the Crimson Tide, of which he would, they were like, that sounded pretentious. Deacon Blues, that sounds cool. And that's what the other word is. Like, some of their, like... Because there's like interviews where they're like, this didn't really mean anything to us. And you read that and you're like, <laughs> so that's just random and I'm left to just guess like in another one. And we're like coming up with all these like analysis. Oh, it must mean this and that. And they're, they're like, like, well, we didn't, we didn't fucking know. We were high. We just it made just, it up. Yeah. I mean, like the general <laughs> sense of the track is still there, you know, like. This is the day of the expanding man. That shape is my shade. There where I used to stand. So it's in a sense you're looking at your past and you're analyzing where you come from. And you're like, this is the entity that is I. But it seems like only yesterday I was gazed through the glass, you know. Like I kind of was wishing I could be doing what I'm doing. And all these people. But now all that's in the past. Because I have taken the plunge and I have moved on into the world to become the sex man. I mean, that's kind of what this song's about. I guess. I'm trying to be the rap man. So, yo, check out my shit below. Follow me on Spotify. Um, anyway, you call me a fool. You say it's a crazy scheme. This one's for real. I already bought the dream. And that's pretty cool because I guess it's a fool's dream. Get mm -hmm. it? Yep, And, I like, you're supposed to, like, not want to pursue your shit because of systemic uh, systems. It's not just the systemic racisms. There's the systems in play to convince you person over the age of 25 that it's impossible for you to achieve your dreams because you're too old and a bunch of other nonsense. Well, I'm 32 and my hair's still on, so, yo, what's up with that? I have pretty good salaries and my job's kicking. So the world has changed, my friends you long-haired jazz fans i don't know i'm assuming here hippies i think you can call them hippies anyway i don't know what the right word is to describe <laughs> the person i'm describing it's just it's it, this sounds real to me because i look around and even one of the lyrics i wrote that's coming out on a track that is coming out june 24th is something about your early 30s leaves us fucking stuck and it fucking sucks 
because the truth of the matter is I look around at a bunch of people in their 30s around me and either they had children and they used that as an excuse or they didn't have kids and they're just nihilistically anxious and I feel so grateful to be the guy who's learning to work his saxophone because yo it just makes life better it's almost like there's more of a, a purpose to it you know so when people might call you a fool or whatever it's it's useless to ask why whatever it's just i'm ready to grind i'm ready to do what i think is right and because of that i can go through it and sing my deacon blues that's what 2200 fucking subs feels like after three and a half years but y'all it's worth it because all the other shit you know yep or am i back to the wall victim a laughing chance. This is for me, the essence of true romance. Sharing the things we know and love with those of my kind. Libation sensations that stagger the mind. From that I take, like, as much as the world is what it is, you almost get this community sense and bond of like-minded individuals. And it kind of cascades into this whole community growth thing that just hits you in ways you didn't expect. Like the rewards and the dividends of doing this channel in my life are not directly in the subscriber count and other monetary gains. It has to do with a lot of peripherals that have changed and in a sense th with those of my kind you know it's pretty yep. cool i crawl like a viper through these suburban streets make love to these women's languid and bittersweet he's doing all right he's a little slimy dude smashing some chicks maybe maybe he likes some married guys maybe he's down with opp yeah you know me anyway arise when the sun goes down cover every game in sound man's a player look at the dude <laughs> world of my own i'll make it on my um my home sweet home I thought it was it's just it's cool like you almost feel like as the track goes on like he is this downtrodden loser but he yeah. owns it so well that he still gets laid and life's all right for him you know anyway this is the night of the expanding man i take one last drag as i approach to stand i cry when i wrote this song sue me if i play too long it is like seven minutes and change the brother's free i'll be what i want to be and then it comes through so it almost feels like everything we heard up into this moment is just that preparation moment for your first show I kind of know what that's like, man. I remember it. It was the last, it was the first two weeks of, uh, of June, or first three weeks of June in 2012. No, sorry, end of May. And then on June 2nd, I did my first show, and that was me on that fifth verse at 25 years old, which, let's be real, 25 is apparently too old to be being a rapper and doing your first show. Mm. Fuck out of here. Got me promoted at work. Literally got me promoted in software line you're a rapper you could do a webinar right i can do a webinar holla if you need one um but that's the truth of it anyway um it sounds real long it does a lot of the groovy cool shit of the last one overall i'd argue it's a pretty awesome experience um just not my kind of awesome yeah um like i feel like this one is made for like music lovers um like it's definitely like more jazzy and 70s sounding soft rock um and it, it's kind of you know it's all right and like um like i liked like his drawl that he has like it's like he he makes his music well or they make their music well um and like i feel like like his voice is like a little bit like mixed between like 
like David Bowie and like George Harrison and like a little bit like of someone in a musical and like a little bit like CCR and then throw in Kenny G into that mix with the fucking saxophone. And so you're kind of getting like this like mix of everything that was going on at the time. Like it's a little disco-y. It's a little bit like, you know, early 80s, like when like the saxophone like really blew up. And it's a little bit like, you know, from like back in the day and a little bit like, you know, 1950s, 60s inspired. So you're kind of getting like this like conglomeration of like all of like the music and kind of like an, like a little bit into the future even. So, I mean, like that's kind of cool about it. Um, and like really like he just wants to like drink the night away and be free like that's basically like what i kind of took away from this one um i don't know it's funky it's smooth it's fucking random but i like the the upbeatness of it it's fun um so i gave it a 4.25 on five all right let's talk about peg okay i just picture white girls shaking their butt in a way that would get made fun of in 2020's climate to like all of these steely dance songs <laughs> they're not it's not like the like i feel like the ass shaking of the world has evolved and i much prefer the current versions than what you would do to a steely dance track though who knows maybe you could I mean, twerk whatever to this. Get you, gets you moving i think i'm talking about my viewing pleasure not what gets you moving this is i'm just saying what i picture here it's it's a little it's a little like turned down it's not mm, like you know how okay you, like, right 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 like okay. how you would turn up yeah. this is more like turned down right however it's still got like again <laughs> the same kind of do 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 kind of upbeat vibes yeah and it's this, like upbeat but fun and like this one sounds a lot more like what it's about like this airy little adventure track like i have to give them credit on versatility i don't think i'm really expressing that enough but each of these songs sounds distinctly different like instantly identifiable but in, in, but in like a all ties together sort of way yeah like i saw somebody on genius talk about how the first one ends in the first chord and then the next one starts in a chord that's like above that giving a continuity but diverse mm, and i was continuity, like yeah and i'm like okay and it does every one of them ends up until yeah, a point I agree with that guy. and then at a certain part they stop tying in and they start having like five to ten second gaps between the tracks and i'm like okay that's weird that they didn't keep doing that but okay whatever um then again this is on spotify uh what do you think about peg um so yeah i mean like this one like you, like you were saying it has like more of like a fun kind of like upbeat sort of a vibe to it um a little like i don't know earth wind and fiery um, I don't know. I get I guess like Peg, you know, short for Peggy is like a, a girl that he likes that he's infatuated with. Um, and I'm guessing she's like a movie star or something because I took it like she's a young one who looks real naive and pretty and he's gonna make her a star if you get my drift mm. I took the entire song a little bit more like I'm gonna make you a star because you know like I like your pin shot I keep it with your letter you know he's just picturing his fan it's all about what she looks like and how he's like or maybe he's sincere as a director but it's almost sounds like the lecherous Hollywood guy scooping up the young girl to turn her into a star mm, I mean okay I don't think that they're taking it quite like that but like they seem a little too chill for that but i don't I know mean, everything i saw about people talking about the dan's lyrics said they're into okay. some fucking like 
they like to not be so direct with it and then to kind of allude to shit. I might be wrong, All right, but that's I cool. Googled the dad before this, and this is what I got. Okay. Um, so, yeah, anyways, uh, we have, I like the, there's like a guitar feature, a uh, solo featured on here, and I like that. Um, like, I know it's like a, you know, like a love song, but it's like not my favorite sound, and it just kind of feels like a little bit like fluff. Like, in terms of, like, like just, like, the overall, like, beat that it has. But, like, yeah. it's easy. It it's sounds easy like fluff. the soundtrack to smacking, to trying to smash on some young-ass chick that you're going to discard. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds sleazy. Okay. I mean, yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, I, it's got good energy to it. But I'm, like, half the time I'm, like, what the fuck is he talking about? Can we, can we just acknowledge that Genius told me that it's one of the first songs to make use of the Lyra kind, which functions similar to an electronic saxophone? Go Dan, Steely Dan guys, for being innovative with music choices. And I say that sincerely because that's really cool to find out that they were pushing forward I, like instruments that hmm. literally people and electronic versions Meaning that, in a sense, that pushes they shit. They were the future. They're pushing shit towards hip-hop, so I'm trying to say. Because um, it's very electronic music. Yeah, I gave it a 4.1 on 5. Um, but yeah, basically, I just look at it like, it's that. I've seen your picture, your name and lights mm -hmm. above it. This is your big debut. Like, he's fantasizing. He sees her. He's like, you look fine. You could be sucking on my dick. Move. I'll tell you exactly what you need to hear, little lady. And again, this is how I interpreted it. It's like a dream. Because keep in mind, it's the 70s. You can't be talking like that yet. We can't be We can't be saying it so directly. We're still making accordion puns. Like, in it, out it, in it, out it, in it, out You know? Like, it's fucking, we're in that era of music. All right, that's true. So why don't you smile for the camera? I know you're going to love it. There's no camera yet. It's so creepy when you say that. Oy. Like, I'm trying to, that's how I heard it. I know, but it and just sounds like, so creepy. I like your pin shot. I keep it with your letter done up in blueprint blue. It sure looks good on you. When you smile for the camera, I know I'll love you better. And then how were you up there doing that shit? Come to, see this couch here? We're gonna we're gonna get you on that couch, and I'm gonna set up a camera here, and we're gonna do a little mm -mm. interview. Mm -mm. We're gonna do a little interview Don't here. Don't fall for it, girl. And okay, how about this? I got a stack of money here, and you should start removing clothing. Whoops! I slipped and fell in. Anyway, that's how I just picture this whole thing plays out. I see it all in 3D. If you catch my drift, it's your favorite foreign movie. That's how I took that. Anyway, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. foreign movies are more erotic and. You know, like, you just get that sense. Be a little more casual with nudity than the prudy Americans. Yeah. Nuit Blanche. Not Nuit Blanche. What is it? Bleu Nuit. Yeah. Bleu Nuit is our Quebec softcore porn on Channel 5 in the middle of the night that us <laughs> youngins got before Yay. the internet. Um, I don't know. Peg, it will come back to you. It will come back to you. Then the shutter falls. You see it all in 3Ds. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I, I mean, the chorus kind of maybe is taking a step out of it and just letting her know what's up. Or it's just kind of an extra validation point. Either way, this song kind of felt creepy in regards to what it was about. I didn't get the whole point. I don't know if this is just how love songs were back then. Maybe that's just old-timey love songs are creepy to me. I don't know. Maybe. It doesn't sound very sincere. Uh, either way, though, I thought it was an in enjoyable tune. Um, there's some real funky bass, so a funky, groovy solo, and I give it a 4.5. It captures a really interesting emotion, I think, and it does it really well. All right. 
Um, anyway, next one, personally, I wasn't loving as much. We're going to call it Home at Last. But okay. where, I mean, Steely Dan. Boring. <laughs> Look, it's well made and it does all the musicing right and whatever. But holy fuck, I had no interest in this track. It just kept playing. And objective me kicked in and said, hold it. Listen to this shit. It's got groove. It's got all the things you said about the other ones. I said, yeah, that's true. But it's boring. Couldn't get past that part. Okay. So I listened to it a whole bunch. I think the Homeric references are corny. Well, the danger on the rocks is surely past. Still, I remain tied to the mast. That's the sirens from Homer's Odyssey. And he gets tied there so he can hear it. Then he moves it past it. Could it be that I have found my home at last? Home at last. And then that could also be how in the next part of Homer's journey, he gets trapped somewhere else. And that could be his new home at last. You can tell I read some genius annotations. Uh, I haven't actually read Homer's Odyssey. Or it could be, oh no, I got home, but the world's still chaotic and I'm still trapped into the temptations of whatever crap is out there. And mm -hmm. I'm like, man, this is just not that good. I know this super highway to Sprite Familiar Sun, I guess I'm a lucky one who wrote that tired season and set on a peaceful shore. You think you've heard this one before? No, didn't. Um... I don't know. Like, I, to me, it's just not that interesting lyrics. It's like this weird juxtaposition. Like, it sounds like he's coping with like being famous or something. It's like one of those tracks where like, oh, Mo, I'm out there and I don't feel myself and I'm restless and I can't find my ho uh, my home. And even though I'm home, it's not really home. And oh my gosh, the temptations are still here. I don't know. That's kind of all I'm taking from it. She serves the smooth retsana. She keeps me safe and warm. It's just the calm before the storm. <coughs> Drugs, women, whatever. Call it my reservation. So long. Hey, thanks, my friend. I guess I'll try my luck again. It's probably a lot more about drugs the more I think about it. Um, so, yeah, you get drugs out on the road. Then you come home and still a temptation. I don't know. Like, it just is weak sauce to me in a lyrical front compared to some of the others. I, I, don't, I don't have, like, a huge more to say it was kind of boring it was it was fine i give it a four on five because i can empathize with the fact that it is kind of it's well made it's well made yeah. shit that's really not my cup of tea um yeah i mean it, that's exactly what it is like it's uh, a tribute to like homer's like odyssey which is like really weird and like but super interesting at the same time that like this like triggered a whole song from him so he must have really liked that book i guess if he read it i'm guessing he read it um you know and it's just like another kind of like soft rock jazzy vibe that we're getting again the usual um I, I could see myself like you know hearing this being played at like a country fair or you know like like this is like a summer type song like something that you would hear at like a a bar like playing in the summer or like you know like i don't know like i just like imagine like that um and you know it just seems like you know his struggles are over um it's you know he's found where he belongs like he's happy now like i feel like that's it like he's found like his like groove like he's there and he's happy and he's like in a good place um that's what i took away from it um I don't know. I thought it was good. I like this one, actually. Um, I gave it a 4.4 on 5. I like the guitar um, on it as well. Um, I don't know. I just, it feels nicer to me. That's fine. 
I got the news that shit's going off in Bollywood right now. I mean, like, on Twitter, it's trending. Uh, boycott Bollywood. I don't know what it's about. But, yo, Twitter lets you know when the weirdest shit's popping off. That's I got the news to me. I mean, I feel like this one's more, like, dancey. I um I literally danced to this one. I listened to it three times in a row, and I was just moving some steps. And then Bonnie was trying to take a nap, and then she got up to see what I was doing. Cause I just heard him dancing around. And I noticed her. I don't know how long she was watching, but I was just boogieing on down <laughs> to this, and I got it. I said, "Wow, I can keep the rhythm really easily. Normally." It's a little hard for me to keep the rhythm. I'm like, this shit makes so much sense. I get this music, who it's for. It's for people that... White boys. Not necessarily, <laughs> but let's just say for people who want an easier dancing experience. Yeah. Because just imagine like some of that fast-paced, insane jazz. Like you, you practically need a little pick-me-up to keep up with that like fucking speeds. Right. This... I don't know. You just go back and forth, follow the rhythm. It it is. Like, you instantly, like, you put it on, and, like, you do start moving, and you do find, like, your, like, basic-ass groove. What I thought was super interesting is he references the sirens again on this track. And I was like, damn, they must have really just, like, read Homer's Odyssey, or it must have been relevant in pop culture in some way, because I don't know. Anyway, this one... I looked up a little bit what people were saying about it. Uh, the best I got is you and your locker, marker, a screamer, you know how to hustle. Daddy's a rare millionaire. I don't care. Yeah, you got the muscle. I got the news. So I took it like this is like, um, dude, maybe it's not well known he's rich because there's some illusions that the guy's black, um, uh, like soulful secret, stuff like that. It kind of mm, like okay. alludes it could be black. And as I understand the, the Steely Dan, they did write about social issues and shit like that in this obscure ass okay. kind of way. So you get this person in a car, <coughs> even the language like daddy is a rare, like, I don't know. Maybe that's a white guy thing too. Uh, maybe I'm just being prejudiced. I don't fucking know. Uh, either way, I took it like that because genius led my into think he's a black dude and he's rich. And then you got this girl who doesn't necessarily care or like she knows it's almost like a secret and maybe it's because in the times there aren't a lot of black millionaires right so it's not like you would look at a poppin black guy and just assume that he's a millionaire right it's a, it's like it's rare it's a rare millionaire mm. so that's not like a common thing what does that mean if you allude a little quicker it's probably not a white millionaire which is a little more common anyway then you got the chorus yes dear how did you know can't you see our level grow and it's almost like this girl's like, I know who you are. And he's like, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little financial exchange or something. Mm-hmm. You know, take it in your hand. All the sirens in the band got to bend in my ear. So it's almost like, you know, as life's going through, okay, fine. I'm, I'm caught up in the moment, the temptation. How was I to know about the warm, soulful secret you've been keeping for years? I got the news. And then I wonder if it's like as it goes on, maybe he got her knocked up, she has a kid, or maybe there's a a disease, or maybe Mm. she's a hoe, like literally a hoe, and he just finds this out, you know. And in Broadway, Duchess, darling, if you only knew half as much as everyone thinks you do, what I hear may be true, I would still be proud to know you. And then it almost sounds like her secret's out, and she's full of shit now, and it's like, but at the same time, 
he still loves her and he still wants her for who she is even though it's a shame that she's a fraud or whatever Mm -hmm. i'm like it's an interesting tune because it probably is something that really plays out like spanish kissing see it glisten you came raging love rampaging in a sense you could see how this is a turbulent situation driven by passion and maybe not necessarily logic overall though i feel like the groove picked up a lot here um not like to the full level of love i was feeling earlier on the album but it was nice it was an enjoyable tune to get through i like the fact that the lyrics were again kind of ambiguous and interesting so i give it a 4.25 hmm. all right yeah um i like this one um again i didn't really like know exactly what was being spoken about um like i'm just wasn't quite sure what was going on um like i think you know it's about a girl and then he talks about the fact that he may never walk again like it sounds like he got like bad news like hospital news like i don't know like i just wasn't sure like exactly like what was going on or uh you know if it was more like what you were talking about um it just sounds like more like dramatic and funky um but I mean, again, it's it still sounds like cool and all and all right. I don't know, and it's like a nice mix again between like disco and jazz and rock and like a musical number. Like it's just kind of all of that kind of thrown together. Um, I didn't really care what it's what they were talking about, but it sounded cool, so I gave it a four point four on five. All right. That brings us to one more track on yeah. this little project. Well, it's not really a little project. It's like 40 minutes. So it's like a full-length project with a little amount of tracks. Really brings to question how many songs an album should be. People never really bring up the more progressive sides of rock in the number of song conversation. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, anyway, Josie. Without the Pussycats. And I was thinking the Blink-182 song. Oh. All right, Bonnie. What's this song about? Josie. Um, It just sounds like they are waiting for Josie to show up and they're going to have a good time with her. And she sounds like a really cool lady and someone that you can have fun with. Wink. Ta-da! That's pretty much it. Um, It's more like the rest. It's fine. Um, I gave it a 4.2. I like Josie. She seems cool. I like that intro bit. I like the way it builds into a whole, like, it just feels like... I don't know what the actual rhythm is, but it just moves into some groovy shit. It's fucking popping again. We're right back in that. Like, I really think this is one of the stronger tracks on the album. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's like, to me, it's like, it really yeah. just well composed. Um, that's got this vibe. Like, you know, we're gonna break out the hats and hooters. And I'm like, yeah, hooters are boobies. <laughs> But they weren't boobies back then. They were the fucking from like fucking children's parties. But then it also said that it could have implied that the Hooters was a slang for a marijuana cigarette. Were Hooters like titties of today? Where I'm just saying, were some doobies of yesteryear? When Josie comes home, we're gonna rev up the motor scooters. Whoa! It just sounds like the geekiest way you're trying to go hard. Like this is the lamest go hard song. Whoa! Calm Um, down, boys. This is like bad boys for nice girls who want nice guys pretending to be bad boys. They're not even pretending. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna park in the street, sleep on the beach, and make it. Oh, they're gonna go drive up and fuck. That's what that meant. They're gonna fuck. Uh, Throw down the jam till the girls say when. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna fuck. Consent. Lay down the law and break it. 
okay, you had me until you said that shit. Like, what, skinny dipping? That's the law you're going to break? Like, fuck out of here. When Josie comes home, and you're like, fuck out of here. What law are you breaking? I don't know. Watch Dealey Dan be these, like, hardcore fucking gangster rebels, and they broke laws all the time. And I'm like, okay, fine. Maybe they slang pounds of cocaine or something, and we don't know. There's a couple of, was it Nicolas Cage who was, like, fucking jailed as a drug dealer? He used to sell coke and shit. Or, like, one of them. One of those kinds of guys. So, like, it's possible. Anyway. Okay, so I've only found one um, definition on Urban Dictionary for Hooter, but it does say a term used to describe marijuana cigarettes, mainly of the large variety. Mm. So when Josie comes home, it's so good because they're making it on the beach and smoking marijuana. She's the pride of the neighborhood. She's the raw flame, the live wire. It just kind of sounds like this girl gives some sloppy toppy. Uh, she <laughs> prays. Toppy. She prays like a Roman. She prays. Come on. When I'm on my knees, like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I'm gonna take. You know what Madonna plus what this lady was yeah. doing on her knees. She was oral sexing, <laughs> with her eyes on fire. Like when she's looking up at you, when she's really going at it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's you two. Girls get that shit, too. Yep. That's what I picture. And then Genius says, this is likely in reference to Vestal Virgins, the Roman priestesses who maintain their... And I'm like, of course it is. Of course it is to some fucking <laughs> Roman priestesses who maintain fire. Could not possibly be about something normal? Joe, you would love to scrapple. That's a stupid line. She'll never say no. No! Yeah, they do have his weird no. Shine up the battle apple. Of course, you're going, what's a battle apple? It's not a thing. They overheard some shit and somebody (laughs) said battle apple, and it was better than anything they could come up with. So, and it rhymed with scrapple, which already to me is a terrible lyric. I hate those bars. To me, they're not great. Yeah. Joe, you will love... Anyway, whatever, fine. It's not great to me. We'll shake them all down tonight with our battle apples. And knowing that it's nothing, I don't even want to guess. It's not anything. So fuck it. It's just <laughs> apples. So we're going to chuck apples at each other. Yep. Don't have to go deeper than that. Strike at the stroke of midnight. What? So you're going to throw battle apples at people when midnight comes around? Dance on the bones till the girls say when. Pick up what's left by daylight when Jay-Z comes home. I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. So maybe Josie's getting out of jail or something. So partying and celebrating. Maybe. Anyway, this is some obscure ass shit where I'm just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Um... Anyway, this is this is whatever. I gave it a 4.5. I love the track. I just think the lyrics are kind of obtuse on purpose. That's a good way I put it. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this? Like Final grade? All right. Um, so <laughs> for the album, I gave it a 4.37. The two songs I thought were not excellent hurt the grade enough. Is this a classic? Probably. Because it actually sounded really timelessly listenable in 2020. There was nothing that made this sound dated, actually. Um, I think it's musically tight. It's not maybe fashionable music in terms of it being like something popular in my age group or younger. But like, honestly, it's two hit singles away from being the new popular sound of the next decade. We don't even know what it's going to be. Maybe, maybe like Steely Dan like bands come back and just take over. Because the truth is, 
it's a high level of musicality that I do think I do think I understand a little bit why these rock fans are such snobs about it when you listen to the basic four chords of pop punk or you look at like a one republic or one of the you know like there, there really is our maroon five it's like sure it's well composed pop music but like you listen to this and it's musically rich complicated technically amazing and comes off like well composed pop music it's like when a yeah. rapper does a tricky flow and makes it look easy and I'm like, all right, points to the snooty fans because y'all got a point on this one, especially with the Dan's over here. I'm really impressed by this album. I don't think I'm going to listen to much Steely Dan in my life moving forward. It's just, <laughs> okay, not, we tried some Kenny G, tried some of this slow jazz. It's just, it's not really for me, but I really admire them. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, it, it's not what i am ever gonna put on again um i'll be honest but it was good and i'm glad i listened to it and now i know who steely dan is like i, I knew the name but i just never knew what they sounded like so yeah there you go i didn't um, expect them to sound like this yeah i mean i i mean i knew they were 70s i knew they were rock i assumed I assume they would kind of sound like CCR or something like that. So kind of like in that park, but, you know, very different. Um, so I give this a 4.25 on 5. So an 85%. I guess it's a classic. It's uh, it's good. I mean, it, it's a classic in like the, the time stamps, like sense at the very least. Um, yeah, in the yeah. sense of standing the test of time. But again... Is it like a forever classic? Uh, like greatest if of you all like time? soft rock, maybe this is a forever classic. But on the other hand, on the other, cause look, we're just talking about the literal technical nuances of the word classic. Part of it is timelessness. Will this be lost to history? Will this be remembered as a seminal something in history? I don't know. I think it's a like, really. I feel like this might get kind of lost in like. But at the same time, like real fans, the real fans will not let it die. Yeah. But it'll never leave that. Like, I've never heard a single person in my fucking life talk about Steely Dan in a meaningful way. Ever. Until today. <laughs> we talked about Steely Dan. There we go. Anyway, thank you all for watching. I really hope you, my attitude and whatnot, I hope you found the humor in what I was going for. I yep. was trying to have a little goof with everyone. Um, if you did, that's awesome. Thank you. If you didn't, you can let me know in the comments. Just try not to be too mean or YouTube will delete you. It's not me deleting you. I like the mean comments, but, um, yeah, just, just try not to use directly inflammatory language against us. If you want to criticize or us, anybody else, uh, you can do the really long essay thing. I, I, I appreciate it. If you want to write like 500 words on why I'm trash, you will touch my heart because honestly, that's really meaningful that you would take that time to do that. I know how long it takes to write 500 words, even quickly. Um, but you know, we appreciate all y'all. I mean, there's probably a lot about Steely Dan we don't know. And there is say whatever we might say on this podcast. If you want to tell us your stories or what we missed or just more knowledge to enhance it, like I said, you might convince me to want to become a Steely Dan fan. I'm not that hopeful that that will happen, but you'll at least Never make know. me respect them even more. 
and that's entirely possible. You have to go check out whatever Harry, don't forget his number or whatever it is. Yeah, it's my mom's tune, you know. Uh, anyway, so thank y'all. Subscribe to the channel if you dug this. Chances are we're not going to do a lot of 70s rock. Unless this shit gets like 100,000 views and all of a sudden we become a classic rock channel and I mean, that's just <laughs> what it is. Ta-da! So I suppose if you want to see us do more of this, hit that like button, share it everywhere and get us 100,000 views on this video. We could use one. Um, otherwise, there's a lot of hip-hop. and Bjork. I've been doing Bjork, so that's another one. Uh, I don't know. You be Steely Dan fans, I don't know if our channel's fully for you, but we but appreciate there's some rock, your there's support. There's some rock on there. Still, um, you can watch me embarrass myself talking living color if you want. Anyway, still, I appreciate you being here, really, even if this is just our only time where we're having a little moment on the internet. So thanks, yo. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, special thanks to the patrons. is Milka Dempsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, Linda Williams, Scribble, Carl, dope. Oh, I think DJ Black Hurricane. I don't remember if I said his name. Got you. Uh, Lindell requested this, so we did this for you, Lindell. Thank you for requesting it. And if you want to check us out on Patreon, you can do that. Just a quick, we're going to revamp the Patreon, all of it, all of it. All of it. It's got to get revamped. So if you want to support us, that's fresh. Um, I make music, like I said, links down in the description. And yeah, if you want to support me, you fresh. Live long and prosper, everyone. Peace, guys. <laughs>